Hey, this is Bob and the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life, get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's the theme song. That's the theme music or theme of the show. The theme music is actually, I think that's called Look at That House Up There, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. We talked about that with Pete. Yes, we did. I'm just so out of it and out of touch and disillusioned and discombobulated and every kind of D-I-S-I-M. But (laughs) I never stop being me, no matter what's going on. And one of the things I've been thinking is the death rate has kind of flattened. Right. So we we've ridden this thing how many years now where it was just going double like it was going up 20,000 deaths more a year for like two years, three years in a row. And then it kind of like, can it get to 150,000 kids die every year from drugs? Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it finally I don't think it finally. But this whole thing was started because kids were dying from fentanyl or from you know, uh, ignorance about drugs. There's a lot of different factors that I started noticing kids dying. Now I've been, I've had a uh, up close and personal view of methamphetamine uh, lately in the last six, eight months. And I'm telling you, I think the death rate is going to start to go down because everyone's on fentanyl and meth so they're not going to die that would be my prediction well you know that's that's the other thing is that the people we get from other states when they when they're just doing meth that's what they test for when our people out here test they say i've only been doing meth they've got all sorts of other shit in it no one's getting real meth anymore no one's getting what we used to get from the motorcycle well but they're getting yeah not that but they're getting something that keeps them from dying of fentanyl that's what i'm thinking yes yeah yeah and i think think there's a little bit of brains oh i always check with chuck to see if i'm crazy if i have an idea and i run it by you and you agree then i know i'm not crazy so you really think because i think there's a huge increase in meth use or whatever they're taking that they think is meth and i think that's because i'm not hearing about that many people dying in the last six months i really am not it seems like it's really curtailed it's gone down it's not as it's not as as much and i think that is because that's what we see we see a lot of people you know that's that's the prescription is it we're building uh, bigger and better drug addicts. You know what I mean? 50, well, what yeah, I, well, we're making them I, faster and we're making them. <laughs> I just think, I just think we probably should have started promoting Coke and meth like six years ago, instead of going this whole route of watch out for fentanyl. If you wanted to affect a you know, a positive effect on lowering the death rate. Cause I really think it's happening. I, I think that 2023, you're going to have a much lower number than people think. Probably, and I, but we're going to have a lot more loons on the street. Yeah, well, that's for sure. But the, at least they're alive, and that's where there's breath, <laughs> there's hope. We're, we're, I used to say this thing. Well, I stole it kind of from Buddy Arnold. It was, you know, people kept saying, well, you never give up on anybody. And I was like, known as somebody who never gives up on people, right? Like Chop Shante or whoever. I just, I always thought. The worst of the worst can get sober. I don't know that I believe that anymore. 
not in this new climate. I think that there are too many. Our society has changed so much that I, I just don't. I don't. I, I think everything is upside down, and we just don't realize it yet. I think everything is upside down. I think the whole society is upside down, and we just haven't really understood it yet. Right? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody wants to. It's like it, even me trying to be the. You know, I can't help but try to be optimistic about things. It's just like just whistling in the dark because it can't possibly be as bad. You know, when when I hear people on uh, other things talking about how truth is just it's a memory, you know, and that if you're young, you don't even remember what the truth was because you, you weren't raised in it. You were raised in, in false scenarios, you know, and the, it, it's it is kind of sad. I, I mean, there it is. It's it, it is a super strange time on so many fronts. Like all well, the people was, that there, I, I'm a you know I I'm a hodgepodge of every kind of fanatic, right? But I'm kind of a history buff in certain ways, like big changes in society, right? Turn of this turn of the century from 18, 18, 1899 to two, to 1900 in New York City, right? Fascinating how much changed in just a period of like 10 years. I think we're going through that period right now and nobody realizes it, like how much things are changing. There's no such thing as television anymore. There's no such thing. Might as well throw them away, right? Yeah, there, there's no such thing as television. I heard, and I hear it everywhere. I hear it because me and Anthony have a television production company, but I hear it everywhere, and I hear it from network executives, and I hear it from people in the laundromat. So the storm, the storm didn't bother me that, that just happened. I, I knew, I could tell because I was in the desert, and I could tell where the first lightning strikes and the first storm started, and it was way east of Palm Desert, way east. So I knew it wasn't going to direct hit LA. It would have to mm -hmm. come. It would have to come dead on, just just west of Palm Desert, up in Borrega Springs or whatever, to head yeah, straight right. through to straight through Hemet, right through Riverside, right to LA. I knew it. it was way. It was past Joshua Tree, right? And I was driving home. I was driving back to LA, and I, and I, I you know I shot a bunch of footage of it. There was lightning strikes way out, probably 50 miles east of, of Palm Desert. So I knew it's not going to hit L.A. So when the kids, you know, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, let's go to Universal Studios. There'll be nobody there. And that's what we did yesterday. We went to Universal. <laughs> so, and there was no one there. There was no yeah. one there. We were soaking uh, wet, but it was 72 degrees and we were soaking wet. It was oh, fine. Yeah. The oh, kids... Yeah. The kids went on that Super Mario ride that usually has a 240-minute wait. They went on two times in a row in 10-minute <clears> minute waits. Went on the tour, just walked right to the tour. They were waiting for us to go on the tour. Like, nobody wants to take the tour in the rain. I, I thought it would be cool. So there was no lines, and we hung out there for like four hours. Then we came home, and there was just, yeah, there was a lot of rain here in Claremont, like three and a half inches or something. And our roof leaks, and so I was battling that all here. Then I get a call this morning from our desert condo lady, 
our roof collapsed in Palm Desert. <laughs> it collapsed. It collapsed. And then they're saying there's asbestos in it and we can't go in it and all this kind of oh stuff. I'm like, oh my God. And then they're, you know, I don't mind philosophical, whatever. But she said, you know, you had a, uh, my guy went in there and said, there's a lot of records that were on the ground and they're all wet. And I was like, uh, of all the things you could tell me that got destroyed in my house, that's the one that hurts the most. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had this experience before and I know not to put them on the ground, but then I do anyways. So uh, fucked up. For those at home, if you have rare records, don't put them on the ground because a pipe can break in your house. And uh, this is a good story with Keith. I think I might have told it when he was on. So I used to have this sub underground when I was like doing one on one therapy for addiction. And like, I don't know when, when I was right starting out with Dr. Drew, 2000, 2005, 2006, or something, I had to make extra money. So, like, Chuck, you know, and I would yeah. uh, see clients for like, I, I think I was $70 a session or something. And I'd see parents and whatever. So I had this little tiny office that didn't have a bathroom. It had a sink. And I used to honestly just pee in the sink. But but, uh, (laughs) now we can talk about that. But but it was, but it was, listen to this. This is in Silver Lake. Honestly, Bob, sometimes I just pee in the sink still. (laughs) This is in 2005. It was this, it was this tiny little, it was like an art studio in Silver Lake, right when Melrose dead ends into Hoover and it was underground. And, um, and it was cool. I made it into a cool spot and, and clients like coming there and whatever and had a front door. It was fine. I, um, and I had a desk. I acted like a professional, but then in another part of it, went to L shape, the other part of it, I stored a bunch of stuff and I stored all my records there. So, so I smell mildew because I just go into the front part and see clients and I don't really go in the back and whatever. And I smell mildewy and I go and it's just soaked. The whole floor is soaked and there's a puddle of water, like quarter inch and everything's soaked. All my records are soaked. And I took them all outside and was drying them out. And Keith came by and he just started throwing them in the dumpster. He's like, you're not going to want this. This, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is ruined. You're a fucking idiot. Because he keeps his all in record racks. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. His, um, are, in, his are all meticulously in record racks. You hang rack. them from a tree like you do to keep yeah, berries yeah, out yeah. of your food. <laughs> so what had happened was they had installed a new, better sprinkler system. And that sprinkler system soaked the soaked the ground so good that much it went better. up to the floor. Yeah, much it was better. better. It was much better sprinkler system that ruined my records. And now this time it's this Hurricane Hillary. You think Trump named the hurricane? By the way, that's my big joke about it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Someone was telling me there was another one, and I'm thinking, are there that few women's names that start with H that you would get the same name twice? That can't be. Henrietta or something? Hurricane Henry. Okay. <laughs> No, but uh, so so now I got to go to the desert tomorrow and see the damage because when there's asbestos damage, you only get entrance one time, apparently. Oh, my God. So now I don't have a place to live except for whatever. Anyways, so so but I really do think that this poly substance abuse that's going on is going to lead to lower death rates. Huh. Yeah. 
higher amounts of crazy, but lower death rates. Wow. Right. I don't know. Cause I haven't seen, I don't know how much time you've been spending with clients. I haven't seen a great change in the mindset. So I don't know why all of a sudden they're doing the things that are, you know, maybe people have, have gotten in enough pain or something that they don't, they don't, they don't want to die or they don't want to see more people die. Maybe, may, I don't know why it is. Maybe it's uh, this podcast. I, I'm going to take credit <laughs> now. I'm going to say, because we told them that you got to do at least a half, at least a half gram of methamphetamine with your gram of fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mix it together. Maybe the dealers are mixing it together. Maybe I mean, we might be giving away secrets. Well, you know, if it if it keeps you, it keeps your people bringing you money every day, that's a good business uh, thing. But it, still, at this at, at the same time, it's weird because you know, getting the people from the different states, uh, there is a totally different way of of looking at things. It's not as uh, sad. It's not as cynical. You know, I've had a rough go, but there's been some silver linings. One, no one silver lining. Yeah, love to hear it. Elvis loves his school. I've never seen a teenager love a school the way that he loves his school. Is he a freshman? No, he's eighth, seventh grade. But it's a, oh, he's it's, it's seven through twelve. The school, it's an art school. Oh, right, right, right. He just loves it. That's and on, so great. On Saturday, which art school? It's called the um, S A E. Wait, um, wait, the the School for Arts and Enterprise, no. SAE, it's in Pomona. It's the greatest school ever. But but get this, on Saturday night, it was kind of boring, and we were. I was watching Sven Gulli, and he was bored, and he came in, and he goes, I wish school was tomorrow. Yes. I've never heard. <laughs> I know I've never said that. I know for a fact I have never said on a Saturday night, I wish school was tomorrow. I've never how uttered great, those words ever. How <laughs> great is a school that a kid that really wasn't excited about school at all, he just kind of endured it to wanting, wishing that Sunday was Monday. So then today they canceled school. Because of the storm watch 2023. And he was just oh, he was just wandering around. It was all nice and sunny. <laughs> and uh I took he, he and two of his friends to the Dodger game. And uh it was the first time I like I felt like a dad that's just a chauffeur, right? Then they were talking, <laughs> they were talking in the back, like as if I wasn't there. Oh, it's just a bow. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of teenage teenage boy stuff. Oh, that's ex that's so excellent. Individuation is happening. He's is trying that what to it's called? Individuation? He's, he's becoming his own person. He really is. Just the school. Just that's so anyways, I wanted to tell parents if you're worried or whatever. Like I had this idea that the only thing that's going to excite Elvis about school is if it has music and art. I just knew it. And LA Unified doesn't have that. It just doesn't. No. And, and then I was talking to, it's a long story, but anyways, this friend of mine's daughter, I heard he told this story like eight years ago, and I remember hearing it. Then I saw him on New Year's Eve, and I said, what was the school that your daughter went to? And he said, oh, it's right around here. It's right around the corner. And I was like, oh. 
but then when I looked into it, Elvis was like in fourth grade then or fifth grade when I was thinking about, could he get into that cool school? And then it, it only goes, um, and then I thought it was only high school. And then I found out this last year that it was, it's sixth, seventh and eighth. There's a middle school inside the high school or a sister to the high school that they just started like a couple of years ago. Yeah. So then the idea was, well, this school's in Pomona and Elvis lived with his mom primarily weekdays in Los Angeles. So yeah. how do I navigate that? And then he graduated from middle school and then we worked it out and then he's going to this school. And it's just amazing the change in him. He, I, you know, I, I had to, so much leaking. I had rugs that I had to throw away, get new rugs. And I won like all day was just like, get the mildew and all the wetness out of this house. It was in the laundry room, the front bathroom, the living room, and I just's room were just soaked, right? Our roof is so fucked up. The new roof that mm. we just had done, you know, six months ago. So I got everything outside and I'm sitting exhausted out there. And I, Elvis just went in the music room and was playing piano for like an hour. I just sat outside and listened to him play piano. It was so beautiful. He doesn't, he just like improvises like classical, like weird Keith Jarrett type things. He doesn't even, he doesn't even know who Keith Jarrett is. And he just, that's what he does. He just plays this mashup of classical and video huh. game music and it was just so beautiful it's so great that is great so it's the school that, the that's a that's a great silver lining with everything else that's going the on school for arts and enterprise i think they threw the enterprise in there to get parents to like think well it's not that bad he goes to art school it's got enterprise <laughs> 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 yeah. why do why do care about school i i just hey, I, i've never given a fuck what how how long does he go what are his hours 8 30 to 3 15 it's a long day yeah he, he has like they have they have 10 classes a week and and some of them are are different days he has musical theater are you ready for this this is a this is seventh grade this is how great this school is his musical theater he has he has mid-level because they kind of he started in the intermediate in the beginning class and they moved him to intermediate instrumental music class nice. he has visual arts he has one other art class and then regular classes it's just amazing right. how many schools have musical theater class a real class yeah. so veronica goes to uh, osha and it's kind of the same thing where they take care of the required curriculum early in the day. And then the last part of the day is um, all the art. I mean, it's Veronica just, literally goes from. But did she have to audition for that? Yeah, she wrote a piece. Yeah, she had to audition. I read that piece. You have to audition for any L.A. Unified or L.B. Unified or any kind of organized union run schools. It's all performance oriented. So. So what if you, what if you, you know, how do they determine who, that, right? Did the whole thing herself. No, but I read the art, the thing that she wrote, you sent it to me. It was yeah. beautiful, right? Yeah. This school, you don't have to, all you have to do is apply. And if they have room, you get in. It's a non-performance oriented art school. Oh, you wow. don't even have, and, and what's great about it is kids from the neighborhood that would go to shitty Pomona schools, go to this school. It's just great. I, I can't. Like, 
you know, once in a while, somebody does something great. I met the guy who started this school. He's a friend of the guy who told me about it. And he just started it because he hated how his kid was getting treated in LA Unified. That's all. It's like, whatever. You're fucking lame. LA Unified. <laughs> the bullshit they said yesterday. Did you see the LA Unified superintendent yesterday on the news standing next to Karen Bass? Oh, uh, no, because we because we won't know the situation and conditions of the school. Some of our students get there at five thirty in the morning, and blah 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 blah. He's so full of shit. It's just so <laughs> the, the teachers are. Oh God, I could go on and on <laughs> about <laughs> education in America. <laughs> it's just. But they were bending over backwards to make sure the food supplies are there. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's what kills me is they they can't do classes, but kids, you can show up to get your food for the day. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like it's, it, just I don't I don't know, man. The the hyper the, the hyper reaction, the knee jerk reaction to everything that's said on the news is is a is a they've conditioned people. People are so quick to react and to get to the stores and stock up on things when it's yeah, just like, water, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, a lot of it didn't make sense. It's just like I had a friend of mine go, man, did, did you forget everything they taught you in physics? Storm isn't going to hit us the way they're saying. It's just not. It can't. <laughs> it can't. It, it was, never was going <laughs> right. to. So the amount of rain, yeah, it caused some flash flooding in Rancho Mirage and some flash flooding up in the upper desert. Yeah, whatever, in Castaic, okay. And we have a lot of burn sites that, you know, a big downpour of rain is going to do that. That has nothing to do with kids going to school in fucking Hollywood or, or no. <laughs> Santa Monica. It's just bullshit. Did you see the pictures of Dodger Field? Bob? No, is it flooded? It's completely flooded. Yeah. There's a lot of rain. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I dealt with it all day. And there was blue skies today. Lucky for us. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just like, <laughs> I don't know. That, what? Well, the point is, like, yeah, good for us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, he closed the schools because it was raining. What do people in fucking Detroit think of that? What do people in Detroit think of LA? I know. I can tell you what people from Oklahoma think. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if we had a snowstorm? Holy crap. The, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a call from a client's mom saying since there was this storm she'd gotten calls from a lot of her friends saying you better check on your kid because they had an earthquake and a hurricane <laughs> and you, you better check on them and she was just in a blind panic and i felt no, bad because she no. called late last night and i didn't get to her till this morning she said oh my god i thought the phones weren't working because oh she'd god, seen on the news uh, how and it's just, and all her friends are all caught up in it. And that's, you know, you know the to, only I, thing that happened from the earthquake is a bunch of wine bottles got broken. I saw them on the news like 19 times. Wine bottles. Because Ojai, <laughs> Ojai is a big wine capital. Like, wine oh, bottles. That's... Still, look at. And the one news report that I saw two times because I just had the news on, because uh, I was watching the Doppler radar to see how hard it was going to hit here. Uh, and when it was going to be over here, uh, 
they showed the same news report and the guy then they reported on how long it took to clean up the wine it took it took over two hours chuck uh. to clean up that mess ah. <laughs> three trash three trash cans <laughs> <laughs> Several yeah. rolls of paper towels. They didn't lose any valuable wine, did they, Bob? No, it's all insured. It's inventory. Inventory is insured. And two children almost didn't escape a bar and grill in Ohi, and they had video coverage of it. Then they interviewed the bartenders who had a nose ring and both sleeves. And it was just like they're just promoting their bar. They're just using KTLA <laughs> News to promote their bar. Yeah, exactly. Shit's gonna be packed soon. Well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm glad it was uneventful, but I I, I just kind of I'm not surprised because everything. Dude, 150 people died in Maui in a fucking fire. You heard about I it know. for like you heard about it for like I don't know a half a day. No, yeah. it's still going. It's still going on. You heard about it for that was good coverage. That was okay. It's but it's but it's still going on. There's still but that concerns. was a real tragedy. This is a made up tragedy for television news ratings. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a real tragedy. Did you see the one house that didn't burn down a whole neighborhood of like eighty houses? Such a fascinating picture. I, I, I like I took a picture and they were interviewing the people and they said they had just put a tin roof on their house and then they had cut the foliage from around their house. And they put rocks around their house, but they didn't do it on purpose. They did it for aesthetics and to restore the house back to its original <laughs> layout. So, no, but follow the logic. So these people yeah. are like fanatics about make it was the plantation, the sugar plantations accountant's house. It's a really beautiful house right on the yeah. water. And it's the only house that didn't burn. And <laughs> And they had just restored it to its natural, to its original form. They had photographs from the 1800s, built in 1850 or something, and they redid it. And what they did was they put a tin roof on it, not the modern roofs that all the other houses had. And they took all the foliage away from the house and they put rocks, rocks around in a U shape to the ocean, right? Yeah. Could it be that in 1867, people were smarter? And they knew how to build houses that didn't burn down. Yeah, maybe they that... knew how to clear land away from their house. <laughs> Holy it. Well, you know, and I'm sure that it went against everybody else. And everybody was like, that's so ugly. You yeah, know, yeah. They, they got rid of all the beauty. You know, but how, but how often has there, you know, you that's one of those things where it, it takes tragedy to, uh, to remind people. It. Look at they took all all the other houses. I'm going to send it to you guys. Where is the thing? Yeah, look at the picture. It's it. They had just put it back to the way it was in like 1880, and it didn't burn down. Wow. And to me, that shows all the dumb people, all the people that want things, the selfish people want things the way they want it, and they and they went and historically built the, put the house back to its original thing, and it didn't burn down. Wow. Yeah. Is it, you see the picture? Around, I think. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yep. The miracle house. That's what they're calling it. It doesn't have a wooden roof. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's incredible. That's probably the one thing that saved it. Yeah. And they feel guilty as shit, too, the lady was saying. <laughs>
Because wow, <laughs> all, <wouldn't>. <laughs> all their neighbors, all their neighbors' houses are burned down. But, anyways, I, I, I don't You're know. Right. What's That's exactly happen. what it says. It says Tripp Milliken said he was shocked and overcome by feelings of guilt when he found out his home had survived the fire, almost entirely unscathed. You know, that's the survivor's guilt is common in all sorts of things. I've just never heard of it in a situation like that. But I mean, yeah, he's it. That's it. Last man standing on that. But I mean, mm. but I'm saying that they knew better how to make houses that didn't burn down in 1867 than they do in 2021. Because yeah. now it's all driven by aesthetics and what it looks like and the materials that you want and the way that you want it and you, you, you. Like, you know what I mean? And so some dumb person's like, oh, I want gray. Oh, no, I want green. I'd like trees around the house. I'd like this. I'd like that. Nobody thinks like, hey, you know, it's, it's an extreme fire zone, right? Because there's... The sugar cane can burn. Like, that's been burning for hundreds of years. Haven't you seen, you um, know, how... Sugar, yeah, of course. The yeah, they, sugar, had to stop, sugar cane, they had to stop that a long time ago. Huh? What? They had to stop that sugar cane burning a long time ago. No, but it burns. It's a very flammable thing, is what I'm saying. Oh, so you okay. got a whole island covered in... I've been to the, right there. That's where that kind of weird yoga retreat I went to that didn't have Wi-Fi. I almost went insane. Uh, <laughs> i didn't tell you that story yeah you did <laughs> i i remember it, but i don't right <laughs> it was it was there and you drive for miles through like 10 foot tall sugarcane that's just growing wild because nobody's farming it anymore it just grows everywhere the whole island is covered like you can't see when you're driving down the road you can't see anything it's just tall grass and so if they had this drought i'm assuming all that green grass when i was there or the green whatever it is the stems like really tall things they're all flammable now hmm. yeah you know we're we're going to Kauai on wednesday morning oh God, and <laughs> amy asked the uh because we're doing airbnb over there we don't stay in hotels anymore and uh she asked the host is there anything you know that people are having they're in short supply of that we could bring like an extra you know luggage full of for people and he said everything's business as usual on Kauai. we don't need anything and that that maui is um is just they're going through it so if there's anything we can do or anything they need that we can find out about while we're over there because the news is weird like we dropped off a bunch of clothes and things to be shipped over there at a tattoo shop down the street because they had friends that were over there. Everybody knows somebody who lives on Maui or has spent a lot of time there. So it's like the, uh, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, I mean, the islands are kind of separate, but I don't, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that feels over there. We don't want to do anything to damage their economy in Kauai because I mean, the islands thrive on, um, tourism now you've checked right. there's no fires on Kauai because there's a lot of islands that have fires on them right now no we're we're clear right now yeah. well, been, that, it's been it's so sad but mostly it's just so sad because that's a true tragedy and thousands of people are you know 
dislocated and lost their homes and people right. lost their family members. And they, and we treat a, a rainstorm this, with the same amount of importance. <clears throat> that that is just something about our society has just gotten, it's lost the ability to prioritize. It's lost the ability to know what's serious and what's, what's frivolous, you know, serious versus frivolous, a now, necessity Bob, versus, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, luxury. Everybody's got it all mixed up. Everybody all on all levels of age, the kids who don't have any that live with their parents and they're 22 years old and they buy, you know, $400 belts so that they can show it on Instagram, that kind of, and that, that is, encouraged or supported or not you're not called stay stupid you don't even have your own place to live why are you buying 400 belts nobody calls anybody stupid anymore it's just all <laughs> how are they supposed to know <laughs> well, yeah, right, well. I, well no but my thing was like i remember when my mom moved out and i lived my senior the last half of my senior year of high school um uh by my with a roommate in in huntington beach in this condo and and my friends would say if i was like out and i like said oh let's get another quarter gram of math or something my friend louise or this guy ralph or somebody else would say like bob don't you have to pay rent they your friends would remind you like you're being mm. ridiculous you're being stupid. i don't think I don't think anybody's <laughs> reminding anybody of any responsible things anymore at <laughs> all. And they have no idea they're acting stupid. Dude, yeah, you're, you're renting a room. Why did you buy a new car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of things. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, you know? and nobody, but nobody criticizes it because you, you would what, Chuck? You would hurt somebody's feelings. And oh, ultimately that. that, well, that is the worst sin in our society is to hurt somebody's feelings, right? Isn't that what all these kind of protests and whatever about is to hurt feelings? Whether it's Karens or whatever, it's like you're hurting people's feelings by saying, you're a fucking idiot. There was no fraud in the election. You're a fucking idiot. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Or, or in birds, like, I don't know if I can vote for Biden. It's, you know, I don't know that I can you know, last time I said I couldn't vote for last time I said I couldn't vote for a Democrat, uh, two of my friends called me and said, you need to go back on your podcast and you need to say that you're going to vote for Hillary. And I was like, but I'm not going to. And they said, Bob, people listen to you. You can't be so irresponsible. I said, I said, I said, but I'm telling the truth. I can't I can't vote for her. I'm not going to vote for Trump. So I guess I'm not going to vote. But but. And it, and eventually, I did not vote for president that year. And this year, I like how how have you seen Joe Biden walk down the stairs of Air Force One? He just was in uh, San Francisco the other day. It's kind of scary. Like somebody should be helping him walk down the stairs. He's fine. What the? I don't get yeah, it. No fucking Listen, true blue blood Democrat. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> there's the there's the problem. I'm getting older. <laughs> you don't see a fragility. You don't see a fragility to him. 
And when the when the body's that far gone, usually the brain is a little bit ahead. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, you guys can criticize all you want, man. But I'm, not criti- I'm not criticizing like a Trumper. I'm a I'm a blue Democrat Biden. too. I will vote we for need, Biden again. We no need problem. real people that the future matters to in politics. <laughs> the president yeah. should not. It, it, here's the thing, Joe Biden. If he wins second term, which I'm sure he will, if Trump runs again. If Joe Biden wins the second term, he's going to vote and put into things in place that are going to be, you know, instituted years down the road, funding for infrastructure fund that he's not going to be alive to see. That's great. Most of them. Why would no? Bill Clinton was young. John (laughs) Kennedy was young. You know, to be honest with you, Richard, you Nixon, Richard Nixon was young compared to these fucking oh, people. All, they've all been younger in the past. Yes. But oh, really? <laughs> you got your choice between Trump and Biden. Okay. I'm just, I'm just telling you now. Well, see, they're, they're, and they're, they're in the problem lies. People are willing to line up behind those two instead of finding people that are fit for the job. I will, I will line up, line up behind Biden if they prop him up and he's actually dead. because there's going to be those two choices. This is how crazy I am. When the center moves to banning abortion and Jesus freaks and all that, so sad. I, I am absolutely a Democrat. There's no way I'm not a Democrat. There's no, there's no way I could ever vote for Republicans because they're all just like, all they care about is like sex and abortion and fucking bullshit and Jesus I don't I I have a real repulsion to that kind of mentality. So so let me tell you this. So I'm a Democrat. I do not like Gavin Newsom. I do not like him. I think he's a phony. (laughs) I think he's a phony. I think he'll say anything that matters to a teachers union or to whatever person whatever voters are in front of him, he'll say whatever they want to hear. I would vote for Gavin Newsom in a second for president this term. I would in a second. (laughs) And I don't like him at all. That's interesting. Interesting point. I have a real problem voting for an eighty-two-year-old guy. I, I really do, or however old he is, eighty, whatever. Yeah, I think that somebody that has a vested interest in the future should be the one kind of supposedly orchestrating everything or trying to get things accomplished in a productive way for the future. But the job of president changes the person. I saw Obama mm-hmm. change not for the better. I saw. Clinton changed for the better, right? Clinton, Clinton really it was conservative. He became more liberal through his eight years as president. Everybody, oh, he's the most liberal. No, he was very conservative. He was the one that worked for welfare program. He had a lot of conservative platforms that I did not like. Single moms with two kids got to go apply for five jobs a month in order to get their welfare. Like, that was just shitty. He just became, I thought, smarter, better, got more things done in his second term after impeachment. Like, that guy got smarter and better. Obama just became a military hawk. Like, when it came down to McCain and Obama, like, what's the difference? They both want to, like, blow everything up. Right? Yeah, that was that was my opinion. And there's a great punk rocker. I won't say who it is, but I got to ask him. He's probably the most respected punk rocker in America and ask him, who are you voting for? And he said, whoever I think is least likely to start a war. And so Mm -hmm. and I asked during the Hillary Trump thing, 
I, between the two of them, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> well, <laughs> Who's yeah. likely to start a war? I mean, Trump it's, is. I mean, Trump so much, is. I don't. I don't think it ever got. I know things were blown way out of proportion as far as the the rockets and the everything else. But there's stuff going on all the time. We're so close to war every day. It's ridiculous. I'm so glad I don't know more about geopolitical situations because i think i'd be too scared well all you need to know really you don't need to know that much war kills people and by <laughs> accident kills children yeah so if one cares about children one is against war that's just a logical that's the most basic logic you can use if gloria wow. scott's the one that taught me this she said it very simply you don't have to know that much about it just war is about killing other human beings, regardless of what the reason is. Like there's just wars, World War II, there's like ridiculous wars, Vietnam, and everything in between. But war, is, is, is intention is to kill your enemy, right? And mm -hmm. a thing called collateral damage is women and children. But, you know, the reasons why for war, there's always going to be a reason why for war, always. There'll be another one coming up right around the corner. Yeah, it, it, it seems to be ever present. You know, I, I know that the the people in Biden's age group grew up in a different time. Biden got us out of it. But everybody rewrites history because you like, you know, it's like the, I want to have a beer with my president thing. Right. So everybody likes Obama. But he was in he was in president for eight years and didn't pull out of Iraq and Afghanistan. He did a little bit out of Afghanistan, but he did not pull out. Biden got out in fucking 90 days. It wasn't pretty. He knew he was going to get a lot of fucking blame, a lot of fucking criticism splashed on him. That's a ballsy move. But Obama didn't have the balls to do because the polling wasn't right, most likely. Right? I agree. It's the truth. War is war is the main thing. Like that, fifty six percent of our taxes go to the war machine, right? So America is about war and weapons and that. And so whenever I vote for somebody, I'm like conscious of like you know Al Franken's not going to vote for war. I I just know he's not. Right? Hillary Clinton. I think she'll vote for anything that's good for her. Trump talked war the whole time, didn't start a war, didn't, didn't do anything. Even when he had just cause to like bomb whatever it was that he gave them 24 hours notice that he was going to, you know, just kind of ceremoniously bomb some airport when nobody was there. Yeah. Right. But, and, but anyways, the, uh, DeSantos, well, who's, who's another one that would run? You think, you think, uh, what Democrats do you think would start a war? Everybody no, forgets John F. No. Kennedy and Rich and uh, and and uh, and uh, Lyndon Johnson were are responsible for Vietnam. Not a Republican, a Democrats, two Democrats, JFK and Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. So when you go down the war list, there's you know. Oh, you know, know who I'm thinking of? Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Yeah, Gerald Ford's the one that pulled Nixon out the, did not. the final. Gerald. I know. Ford really did what Biden just did, right? Which is get out. And it's, and it's going to, 
And Ford got a lot of, remember when the helicopter people were holding on to the ropes of the helicopter and shit? Yeah. Getting out of Saigon. <laughs> it's like, that's going to splash on you. But to stand up and do what's right, it's just like, it's crazy. I, I don't know. But yeah, anyways, yeah. But when there's no one to vote for, it's kind of hard to get passionate for. The person I felt most passionate, like I really believed it, was Jesse Jackson in 88. I thought he could get. You and I, brother. The, I thought he could get the Democratic nomination, and and I didn't think he could win the general. But I thought, like, get somebody righteous, somebody that really is one of us. And that like, was funny, believe, man. Me, you know, I'll never forget that me and you in that park listening to him speak, man. And that was powerful. He, he was amazing guy amazing speaker you know and and there's criticism of every politician but just the last time i really believed and and you know I, I, that that passion i don't see i don't see how anybody can have that passion for joe biden i just the passion i had for jesse jackson in 88 hey Bob, I, I, have you ever heard that radio program tim Connolly that, that does that what the hell did jesse jackson say <laughs> Segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says a lot. Of, he so says funny, he, man. He has. Mm. He used to say words, uh, word riddles, and now they're word, word, <laughs> word riddle uh, sandwiches. Like, just, <laughs> like it's. Uh, you never know what he's saying. I talked right. to him on the phone one time, and uh, it was hard to hear. It was hard to understand what was going on, right. but. It was an honor to talk to him on the phone. Wow. But, but, um, the, but anyway. The problem is just about anybody that would be good at the job has had ideas of their own and they probably haven't been too popular for a certain demographics and the way the news is skewed and the way reporting is skewed and the way I, people I think, see things I think is skewed. I think it's the other way around. I think it's the people. And then they get the politicians that they want and or deserve. The people mm. are uneducated. They don't care. They care about their personal kind of things. They don't care about their community. They don't care about their neighbors. They don't care about their society. That's, that's where it all began. I just, I see it everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the splintering, the splintering of the, the media and, everything falling apart at the same time it hasn't helped because you can find a channel that supports your belief no matter how insane it is right but i mean i don't listen to any of it i'm just i'm just trying to interface with the world around me um to, you know it's just difficult it's difficult to like communicate especially with people who've only grown up with computers to obey i i never understand it like the obedience to the computer, the obedience to the supervisor or the, or the corporate Lord, like me and Sid went to Disney world for three or four days. Hey, I just come on in. We went to Disney world for three days. Right. And we came up with this thing. There's 1.5 billion rules at Disney world. 1.5 billion. <laughs> and so then that and she, be would be, she would be buttoned up against the thing, and I'd say, Sid, it doesn't matter. Let's move. Move on. Keep going. And then she would remind me, like, 
Yeah, one point five billion. One point five billion. How do they make, <laughs> wait a minute? How does that actually happen? There's 1. so 5 many rules. rules. That, that can't there's, be the actual. I, we made no. it up, but there's there's at least five hundred thousand. Not oh. even kidding. There's rules on top of rules on it's top getting of rules. Smaller. There's so many rules. You want to hear some examples of yep. Disney World rules? I do. Okay, you can pay the ultimate price for Park Hopper, but you still can't go there until two. It's fucking miserable hot in Florida. It's fucking awful. Why anyone would live there, I don't know. You walk out of the hotel and you walk to your car and you're saturated in water. Uh, so yeah. so the the we were there four days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the the first day we went fucking all out. We were at the parks for like 12 hours, right? So we went to the first one. Right when it opened at Disney, Magic Magic Kingdom, it's called. They're all the same things. Magic Kingdom is Disneyland. Uh, Hollywood Studios is California Adventureland. And then there's some, uh, the Safari one. And then there's, and there's a fourth. Then there's uh, uh, Epcot. That's a good one, Epcot. So, so, um, so we went to Magical Kingdom to the Disneyland first. Eight a.m. Got there. Eight eight. And it's early, uh, no, 8.30 is early and it opens at 9, right? We get to the thing where it says 8.30 and they say, um, do you have your hotel? If you're staying at a Disney hotel, you get to get in. And I said, no, we're staying at another hotel. And he said, oh, you can't get in. I said, yeah, but it's her seventh birthday. This was on her birthday on Monday the 14th. It was her birthday. <laughs> there was no one there. There was no one around, just me, the Disneyland rule guy, and Sydney. <laughs> and he would not. Did he have a list go. like really long list? <laughs> he would not let us go in, right? So I said, "Let's go to another one." We went to another one. That person seemed even more confused than the first guy. The first guy was like, "Unless you're staying at a Disney resort, we can't let you go in the early pass time." Blah 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 blah. I said, "But nobody's fucking here." <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's Monday morning at eight thirty in the morning. No, and it's a hundred degrees. Still a red light, even if there's no traffic, Bob. It, it was so <laughs> insane. So then I said, "Okay, let's go to the restaurant and um, where they she loves characters." So we went to the restaurant. You know, it's going to be expensive as fuck. It was like one hundred twenty dollars for the two of us to have breakfast, but all the characters come. They kept not coming to our area. They would come right to our area and then go back around the other way and then they disappear. Uh, and like, and it was just like, are we sitting in a bad spot? I said that to the to the waitress and she said, no, they, they'll come back around. I said, yeah, but I mean, they keep coming towards us and then they go back around that, this, we were sitting next to a big like fountain or something. They go back around that way and then I try to go that way and then you can't cut off parents that are getting the pictures that way. Then I try to go that way and they just go back to where they came from. Like, <laughs> it was just crazy. So then we got, like, two people, like, uh, I forget, like, Eeyore and Piglet. <laughs> but never Winnie the Pooh. It was a Winnie the Pooh kind of themed one. So then we leave. I have to explain to the people about 
your hand motions during that whole last explanation. <laughs> we're <laughs> just going around. Like you had to have seen just, is the hand gestures. To we're just that. they. Can, we were sitting in the one spot that these characters couldn't see that there was a little kid there that wanted to meet them. So then we go back out into the park and we whatever. And that the first day was great. Second day. I'm like, sleep till 9.30. I'm like, fuck it. We ain't, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. We, and it's well, air conditioned where said, you were. <laughs> we hit it hard yesterday. Let's take it easy today. So we didn't go to our original park. We just went to Epcot to park hop at 2 o'clock. Right? Yeah. Can't do that. You have to go to your original park in order to park hop. I said, how, but we, but it's after 2, like, I, I don't want to drop drive all the way over to some uh, Disney uh, to the Wild Kingdom place. We're here now. I'm sure there's something you do. The guy just looked at me like, you don't understand, sir. You have to go to your primary park before you can come and park hop. And I said, that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense right now. How right? far away was the primary park? Oh, they're way far away. You ever been there? <laughs> you, have to drive like, you have to drive like eight miles to go to the other one. Oh, get out, right? Yeah. They're not <laughs> dead. They're not like, well, wait, is that like a billion rules? Are you exaggerating that? Like a billion rules or no? no. There's just rules and rules. You can't like. But do you uh, actually have to drive to the other primary park? Yeah. You have to drive in a car. Oh, shit. So, th so then there's, there's rules like um, you can genie lightning rod or whatever it's called. Um, one thing per per park right so, so like a fast pass yeah yeah but you get this genie plus and you get one lightning lane per park right god and, damn and uh, and you have to pay 25 bucks extra for that and like 200 dollars for the park hopper thing and and it's just you but you find yourself butting up against these head against these things so she wanted to go on ratatouille it's only in paris they brought it to orlando that's why we went there we go there it's an hour and 20 minute wait right? right so we started to wait it's so fucking hot and miserable so then i went to the guest services and i said if i buy another genie plus can we go in the lightning no you can't do that i said basically i'm just you just want 25 dollars so you can go in the lightning lane but yeah. you can't just buy the lightning lane we just want to buy another genie plus so that we can go in the lightning lane can't do that i'm sorry you can't do that you already used your lightning lane i said we really did it um oh, shit. and so so they said uh it, it was it's something to do with the rules of genie the genie thing that there's certain rides you can get in the lightning lane but other ones you can't right it's just so many rules and you got the app and i'm not good with navigating apps so they said but you have the guardians of the galaxy lightning lane I said, yeah, but I don't even I don't even know what that oh, is. What? The Guardians of the Galaxy ride, Lightning okay. Lane. I said, can we trade the Guardians of the Galaxy Lane Lightning Lane for the Ratatouille? No, I'm sorry, you can't change that. But, but, but nothing, just rules upon rules. So then we go in the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, and I'm thinking, how you know what can this be? This is the most hellacious ride that ever existed. You go backwards, <laughs> upside down, sideways, in the dark. You don't know where you're going. I felt like throwing up. I had my Disney tickets and my driver's license and my credit card in my shirt pocket with my gum. <laughs> oh and my the God. thing's going upside down. I had no idea it's going, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and I felt like, so I'm holding on. I'm scared shitless. I feel like I got to throw up. It's never ending. And Sid is loving it. <laughs> loving the scariest ride I ever fucking been on. <laughs> and then we get to the end and, and she's like, I want to go again. I want to go again. The guy hears she wants to go again. He says, you, you know, he saw the birthday button on her. Here's one guy that's going to break a Disney rule. Right. He says, heard her say she wants to go again. He said, do you want to go again? I said, like, fuck no. Are you kidding me? That was the worst. I was, I felt like I had vertigo for like an hour. Like the thing is jerks around so much, but they just wouldn't let us go on Ratatouille. So then, you know, every line is a million lines. So then we, they, we see this thing that like goes up. It looks like the old Disney thing that used to go up over Disneyland. You get in a carriage and you fly over Disneyland. Right. Remember yeah. that? Mike, yeah. Your kid? yeah. The sky. So there's that. And there's, no line, yeah. and there's no line for it. So I'm like, Sid, you want to go on that? Yeah. And we're thinking it's going along Epcot along the lake. No, it leaves the park and takes you to another park. And Why then didn't you confirm with them where you were going. There was just no line. We just wanted to go with <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it goes everybody to make deals at Disneyland for you. You get <laughs> it goes out of the park, and I'm like, shit, I don't think this is staying inside the park and she goes where are we going and i and you could see this far away thing where it looked like we were going that we could get off we start getting closer to it and we realize it's just a pole that you turn left at and you go left and we're going over the freeway <laughs> in this thing <laughs> and i'm like where are we going and then and then we come to a thing where we think we can get out and they said oh this isn't a stop and i said the fuck it's not. And I said, Sid, come on. And we jumped out of the thing and landed <laughs> on the deck. And they were like, you, you can't get off here. I said, we just fucking did. Right? <laughs> yeah, what you meant is I'm not supposed to. Up above and it was like a couple feet away from the landing and I just jumped out of the fucking thing. Then they were so upset with us. You can't do that. And they were like, uh, we thought we were in trouble so we ran out and then we didn't know where we were. We were on some island we were in disney island like kind of like it was the weirdest thing and we couldn't find how to get an uber or get away from there and we we're walking walking it was hot and fucked up and then i said sid this is the adventure this is the fun adventure this, this is the like, disney adventure this is <laughs> the disney adventure and she's like yeah, than, i'd rather just go on the ride no but. she liked it it was better than waiting in line at ratatouille like we were stranded for like two hours. We didn't know where we were and we didn't know how to get back to our car. And then, so then we got to another hotel. They said, Oh, you can get to, you can walk to the next hotel and then you can pick up the tram to go back there. And we, I said, I'm not going on that thing. What is like, uh, no way. Yeah, never again. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. How do you know it's going to stop? <laughs> Why didn't you just stay on it and ride it all the way around and back? Because it was it? scary. I was I was starting to feel scared on it because it goes over the freeway, Mike, and it blows in the wind. <laughs> it's kind of like it was it was meant to just go for like eight hundred feet to the other end of the park, and it's going were there all other floor. Were there other people passing you by in the other buckets things? Were there buckets? No, were there buckets going way. the other way? No, it goes oh. in a circle. That is fucking insane. It was crazy. And so then we got back to the car and we went to another park 
But then, oh yeah, we went back to Magical Kingdom on that Monday night. And I realized something that I know from being a Disney aficionado. During the parade fireworks, that's when to go on the rides. We went on every ride in that fucking place, no lines. We went on Haunted Mansion twice. We went on It's a Small World once. We went on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. They have all the same rides there. I don't know why everybody goes there. I don't know why we went there. We went there because we thought there was different rides. It's the same rides. Because you think it'd be better, and, and it's not. Because it was built so much later, you'd expect it to be better. But I, 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 I remember that the pirates seemed to be faster, not as long. But maybe it's just because I enjoyed being out of the heat. Yeah, being out of the heat, that uh, heat was something. Remember, I said, don't even just stop thinking about going to Disney World. Jesus Christ. Sid wanted to go. And the main reason she wanted to go was to go on Ratatouille and the thing that Walt Disney made for the World's Fair. And right. we went on that on the last day. That was the last mm -hmm. thing we did. It was so cool. It's like the thing that, you know, it's, it's, uh, 1920, 1940, 1960, you know, humid misery, and you go do that <laughs> to go on a ride that you never go on. <laughs> Did you lies. see any alligators at least? Yeah, well, we kept trying to. There's alligator signs everywhere, like watch out for alligators. We wanted to see some alligators, mm -hmm. but there was none. It's too yeah. miserable hot. They don't even want to be out. <laughs> They're underwater. <laughs> How can anyone live there right now? It's it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity. I can't like, imagine. I've I've always hated Florida. Ever since we were in that bar and we saw that gunfight. Yeah, we were there during Ted Bundy too. Yeah, we were and there. The bartender, the bartender said, "We were there when Ted Bundy that? was doing it." We were playing. We were you were we were playing. It's a wonderful world over and over on this jukebox, and we were getting drinks at this bar, and the and we heard these pop 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 pop, and uh, the bartender goes, "Get down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and there was a guy there was guys with masks chasing each other and we said who are those guys with the masks okay i want to say one thing about health so all the like <laughs> new yorkers moved to florida because it's so good for your health i'm pretty healthy i felt like i was gonna have a heart attack like two different times yeah. for sure <laughs> like how can those old people live down there well they live in houses with air conditioning <laughs> oh, they're not going to Disney World. Yeah. They're not going to Disney World with their yeah, seven-year-olds. <laughs> no, they're they're past that. <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I an abnormal human? Uh, I think we can safely say that without being insulting. Anyway, so the Disney, the Disney World thing was great. It, it was a fun time, and uh, like, what was the highlight? I, I don't even know. The Guardians of the Galaxy, Sydney was laughing so hard at me. Like, you're really sick? I said, I'm going to throw up, Sid. I'm going to throw up. I really felt like I was going to throw up. It was so awful, that well, ride. Well, she must have loved that. Why would somebody... <laughs> here's the thing, I and I've been going off about it with her and, every, and the kids. Why would somebody 
A, design that ride. B, why would people <laughs> wait two hours? People wait two hours in line to go experience that horrible, hideous, nauseating thing that I experienced. Because they're young and their equilibrium, their, their eardrums haven't hardened and they don't get motion sickness as easily and they don't have any fear of death. I didn't fear death. I just wanted it to end, and I thought I was going to throw up. The thing goes backwards and forwards and sideways, and you never know which way you're going. And I felt if I throw up, it's all of a sudden going to go forward into my throw up. I was going to, like, it's going backwards. It's going backwards, and I'm going to throw up, and then it, and it's going to, the vomit's going to go out, and then the thing is going to go forward, and it's going to smack me in the face. Yeah, or worse it than was, land all over. Too. And it goes upside, sideways, and up and down, and just like, I, I can't imagine somebody, somebody, their life's goal was to build that ride. I'm sure they had to jump through so many hoops and work so hard and work their way up the ladder to design an indoor roller coaster that makes older people throw up. And that was their, <laughs> their, their ultimate thing. The best thing Sid said was, I love Disney World. I hate Florida. So I think I accomplished my... There you my, go. There's no... Maybe the time to go is in the wintertime. How about the fact that there's only 7-Elevens in Florida? There's no markets. Like I paid... We paid, I think, like... I think it was four ninety nine for a double shot of. It's all price wait, gouging. Wait, wait. There's no it's all price gouging. There's no AGBs. I don't know. All I saw was Seven Elevens on every corner, and mm. and to get a double shot Starbucks, which I drink about four of them a day, it's four, I think it was three ninety nine for one. They're like eight. They're like seven ninety nine a four pack, and they're three ninety nine for one in Florida. It's just wow. all price gouging. And uh, and there's Disney stores on every corner. Disney, here's a typical in Orlando around Disney World. A typical street corner has Circle K gas station, 7-Eleven, Disney store, Burger King. Next one, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Circle K, 7-Eleven gas station, Disney store. There's like Disney stores everywhere. Well, the number one uh, grocery market in uh, Florida is Walmart with 340 locations. The second one is that <laughs> weird the weird Tom Thumb. Did you see those out there, Tom Thumb? No, we saw a 99 cent store and they didn't have anything. The, uh, uh, a dollar, <laughs> you mean, is that the dollar store? Yeah, Dollar General or whatever. Yeah, Dollar General. Yeah. Those are big out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i had a car like we you know i had a car there was just nowhere to go it's just disney stores and and 7-elevens for miles uh, and you know it's a big state I, you know and there's only like uh 32 uh whole food whole food markets but there's 32. no there's no vons there's no ralph's no, no vons there's no ralph's there's whole foods or sprouts there's a thing called key food 60 locations. Well, I think I saw a thing called Key. <laughs> Are you on Florida's Wikipedia? And then or Trader, Trader, <laughs> I am. I am. Trader Joe's has 60. <laughs> a bunch, of, bunch of old guys talking about markets. <laughs> so can you imagine uh, how far? Boy, this is riveting. <laughs> all, I'm gonna tell how... you is, all I'm going to tell you is this. We went to 7-Eleven after the first night to get supplies. $132 at 7-Eleven. Jeez. 
rubber potato <laughs> chips and like Starbucks double shots and water and club soda. $132 at 7-Eleven. You know, they got these things on your phone, Bob, called maps, and you type in like Walmart and they'll tell you when the closest one is. Anyways, the point is the guy didn't even <laughs> the guy didn't even flinch that it was $132. $132. <laughs> Price gouging. Right, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I won't be going. For those people that have been emailing, texting me, like, I'm alive. Everything's okay. I'll survive. But life can suck for long periods of time. That's all I can say. <laughs> it can it suck. Can. Sure can. Yeah. You really can suck. Like, you just can't even imagine. Like, I just get over the, oh, the IRS thing I got over, and it's all. It's all like they're oh, actually they're actually cool, but there's still you know there's so many rules to that. Like that says a lot right there, right? Like you're dealing with the IRS and your other interaction with law enforcement has been so bad that the IRS seems really nice. Yeah, the IRS. Yeah. The IRS. No, this guy in San Diego, he was cool. I, I my guy that I that helps me with it. He's like saying they're being unfair. I'm like I don't know. I think they're being fair. Like I don't know. January was taxes. You know, May was craziness, and and, uh, and June and July has been just trying to sort out a bunch of the craziness from May, and and I put the cherry on top by going to Florida for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, like, um, as if things going to get bad enough, let's go to Florida for four days. <laughs> you know, though, you got back, and the grocery stores are reasonable here. Yeah, they are. Stater Brothers, 12 Starbucks double shot for $19.99. That's my, that's my love. That's the greatest. That's your thing math. Ever. That's my <laughs> math. That's my math. I can't function without it. All right. We got to get to Ohana Fest. In five weeks, we're going to be there. Who's going to be there? The Pretenders, the greatest band from great. my childhood. Uh, is Pearl Jam playing or Eddie playing? Uh, Eddie's playing on it's Saturday. Klinghoffer playing with him? I'm sure. He okay. So Eddie's wonderful. playing. The Pretenders are playing. Who else is playing, Mike Mart? Uh, Breck, the Japanese Breakfast. Oh, that's your daughter's saber. Yeah. And then and the first big day is that. Hame, the girls. I thought it was the Killers. With oh, the Killers. You're right. Oh, so, I yeah. had a girlfriend named after your boyfriend. Yeah, I had it last week, and I don't know. That's a great song. I, that's, yeah, a, no. <laughs> that's a that's a great song. I don't care what it's you say. It's a great pop song. It's it a is. great song. And they had a they had an album about opiate addiction in America. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. they had a whole theme album about. I guess they lost some friends or whatever. Or their hometowns all drug infested. The guy, the guy Brandon, his name is, wrote a whole album about the opiate crisis or a few songs on an album about the opiate crisis. More wow. than one. So, Killers, that's great. I think they have well, we'll, see, yeah, that we'll, see jo we'll see Josh Freeze playing with the Foo Fighters. That's kind of cool. Foo Fighters are playing? Yeah, with the same day as the Pretenders. Kill. Like, Eddie and Smitty need to think about it. It's overkill. <laughs> it's not overkill. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's fucking, all you hey, need is the Pretenders is, hey, is, and Eddie Vedder. You don't need the Foo Fighters. You got the Pretenders and Eddie Vedder. That well, sell that's, out. It's, it's stacking the deck, man. It's going to be something. Yeah. That and is then, crazy. The Foo Fighters are really playing? 
Yes. At the, we, at, a, at that little place? It's not little, Bob. The Foo Fighters play SoFi Stadium. Yeah, but they're all hooked up. They're all friends, man. That's what that's what the whole of Fest is about. It's about like friendship and 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 camaraderie and I know. Well, I get that and that's cool, but it means there'll be a million people standing in front of me and I won't be able to see. That's what it means. You'll be, you'll be backstage just talking to people <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, no. so, oh, these bands, they they lock it down. Killers I want to see, but the pretenders is who I really want to see. Your your buddy, John, Father John Misty's playing on that same day as the Killers with Haim, which I remembered, and then Japanese Breakfast. And then a, some other, you know, it's uh, Glenn. Wait a minute. Father John Misty and the Foo Fighters and the Pretenders and Eddie Vedder and the Killers are playing at a Haunted Fest? There you go. Welcome to the room, Bob. <laughs> you could have you could have that could be a that could be like fifty thousand people thing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Hey, what yep. is war on drugs? I gotta check that out. War on Drugs is great. I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. They're yeah, great. so they're playing uh, the day, same day as Eddie Vedder and the Chick. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, those are all John Silva bands. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Wonder Horse, Foo Fighters, Chick, and War on Drugs. Are all yeah. John Silva. Oh, they are. This must be a John Silva Ohana. What is Charlie Crockett? Who is Charlie? Crockett? Oh, he's he's good. He's like yeah. a Americana rock and roll guy. Oh, excellent. Hey, let's sign off and say Okay, see you later. I just got to go to bed. Okay, bye-bye. I love you guys. No Thank shit. you. Yeah. What? <laughs> He's got a little one in five. All right, say goodnight, everybody. Don't die. Okay. Good night, guys. Okay. Have a good one. Bye.